Welcome back to the Go Be Wyoming podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Zach. We are your hosts as third generation Wyomingites. We saw the need for a Wyoming focused show highlighting Wyoming values and morals. We are dedicated to bringing you the people, businesses, places, and organizations that embody what it means to go be Wyoming. Welcome back, Wyoming knuckleheads. This is episode 99. It's Wednesday, February 10th. Um, Zach, uh, we've got a lot of stories to cover, and yeah. we'll, so we'll we'll get into that, um, and then uh, we'll we will discuss a little bit about episode 100 that's coming out. So, uh, first, a uh, couple of our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Alpha Graphics of Sheridan. They offer a full variety of printing needs for any business or brand. They can also help you with any web design, social media marketing, and more. Give them a call today at 307-674-6277. Today's episode is also brought to you by DYT Solutions. They offer custom digital marketing solutions for your company or brand. Visit their website at dytsolutionswy.com or email them at admin at designyourtech.com. Once again, that's dytsolutionswy.com and their email is admin at designyourtech.com. Sheridan County Title is another sponsor for today's episode. They offer better service for a better price. Ask for the best title service that has been serving Sheridan for over 50 years. Give them a call at 307-672-6478. This episode is also brought to you by Jess Hattervig at ERA Carroll Realty. You're going to need an expert realtor if you're looking to buy, sell, or build a home up here in northeastern Wyoming. Give Jess a call at 307-751-6924. Again, that is Jess Hattervig at ERA Carroll Realty. Welcome back. Um, episode 99. Um, Zach, how are you, man? I'm doing good. I'm trying to stay warm. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. Um, I'll say this now. I had it written in, in, in a later, later part of the episode, but uh, how'd you feel uh, this morning waking up uh, in your nice warm house um, and uh, going outside and starting your nice, uh, nice new uh, gas truck uh felt great it was a little hard to get up this morning to be honest with you but um we will come back to this on why i asked zach that really uh um veiled question um but (laughs) i think some of you may know where we're leading in with that uh from my energy background but um zach a couple local news items first um not a whole lot but um more than last time it was kind of bare last week but Um, first and foremost, uh, I imagine there's going to be some other, you know, um, groups, you know, doing fundraisers and things like that, you know, especially for summer, you know, a lot of, a lot of summer stuff was canceled due to COVID. Um, just the first one is the first Presbyterian church right there in Brundage. They always hold the big, they called the ABC sale. Sure. It's like a big garage sale. Like anybody, um, you know, a lot of people first off think it's like you have to be Presbyterian to donate stuff there. Yeah if you got stuff and you want to donate it, you just take it and, and they'll, they'll handle it. Um, so first, so it's like a big garage sale and then it's like a silent auction type garage sale. So, um, I don't have any dates, but that will be coming up and the proceeds of that this year is going to go to their big summer camp that they do up in story. So, um, just kind of wanted to plug that in there. Um, Zach looks like our, 
Um, well, we talked about this last week. Looks like Bear Tusk. Um, he did plead guilty to the three counts of second degree murder. Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, he pled guilty. Um, it sounds like he was pretty remorseful. Um, sure. In his, you know, his comments. Um, and again, so this uh, originally the charges were for first degree murder, but to prove first degree murder, you have to prove. Um, uh, intent or intent, like planning, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Pre uh, predisposition. Yeah. Um, and so that's a little difficult to prove just because of the, there weren't, I don't think any witnesses and there wasn't enough evidence for that. So change them to second degree murder. Um, each count of second degree murder carries a minimum of 20 years in prison. Um, so again, Bear Tusk admitted to the three murders, um, says he was intoxicated at the time of the crime. Um, he also doesn't remember dumping the three weapons in Montana wow. while he was fleeing. So, um, yeah, uh, I think the sentencing, uh, part of the trial will come, I think in April. Um, but yeah, we, we talked about it last week, but now it's, it's officially it's yeah, official. pled guilty. So. Well, and that's crazy. Uh, you know, 20 minimum each. So, I mean, that's 60 minimum. Yeah. So, I mean, it's almost a life sentence, you know, right. I mean, depending uh, who knows, I mean, yeah. but, um, it's yeah, like you said, it sounds like he was very remorseful and in in you know had had a lot of regrets there on some decisions he made. Um, I'm yeah. curious, does it ever say what he was intoxicated with? Just alcohol or just yeah? It doesn't and I say. Probably even shouldn't make that assumption. I'm just it, with him not even remembering that there are three different weapons and like him dumping it. Yeah. Like it's like man, like you are complete. Like don't remember anything. Right. Well, and what's surprising? I mean, he was driving from that too. I don't know how yeah. he didn't get. It picked up for, for a DUI. So yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't say, um, you know, I'd imagine it's, it could be any number of things. Yeah. So. A lot of different things, but yeah. well, it's official. So that was just, I want to just say that was just like a gruesome crime that happened that came out, you know, at that time you're just like, Holy cow, like yeah. it's crazy. So anyways, um, this is cool. So a summit summit award winner, I'm going to butcher this name, Zach, Emma Katsky. Yeah, I think it's Katchke. Okay, Katchke. All right, yeah. cool. So she uh, was awarded the Summit Summit Award. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah. Let's see. A three point eight seven GPA. Yep. Yep. She uh, she's earned an awesome uh, GPA there. She's taken a lot of AP classes. Um, so that's a weighted GPA. Yeah. Yeah, that's yep. wonderful. Um, and then, uh, let's see here, volunteers, uh, with the foster parent exchange. Um, she served as a youth group leader in her church. Um, so that's pretty cool to see a lot of community involvement. Uh, she's a three time all state violinist, which is pretty awesome. That's hard um, to do. It is hard to do. Um, and this was, this was a cool quote from the, the Sheridan press. So, um, the adversity Katchke has overcome contributes to her work ethic and also changed her perspective due to a health issue. She required homebound schooling during her sophomore year. Uh, during that time, her perception and definition of success changed instead of being motivated by grades. She focused on doing the best she could do for that day and finding ways to improve herself. So super dedicated, super hardworking, um, great work ethic, um, you know, it's, I like to, to see, you know, people, young people facing adversity kind of early in their lives. Um, that's going to set them up for, for huge success later on. Um, and so then, uh, her future plans, 
She plans to attend Utah Valley University to study therapy and counseling. Um, I think she hopes to become a school counselor. And uh, she will also be going on a mission trip this summer to Zimbabwe to work with students and help build a school and assist in a hospital. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Super, super impressive. So good work, Emma. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. Congrats to Emma. And yeah, no, I'm, I want to go back to that quote there. I, I agree. I like seeing, um, I like seeing kids have whatever it is. Sounds like, so it sounds like it was some sort of health issue, but anything really it's, it's, um, you, you want, um, you know, as a parent, as a coach, whatever you want kids to struggle a tad, you know, um, you, you want that, you know, you want them to face some tough times. Yep. Um, and then I like that. She's like, you know, obviously there's performance. She's obviously a performer. I'm not going to take that away from her, but she also realizes like, that's not the end goal. Right. You know, it's all about, have I gotten better? So I like that too. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So congrats to Emma, um, the summit award winner. Um, and this is cool, Zach. This we've talked about this before, so this is interesting. Some kind of new stuff going on. Um, so, if anyone didn't know, the Scott Foundation donated. They purchased uh, the Holly Seed property that's right next to the high school. Yep. Um, straight donation. They bought it, or however you whatever however you want to think about it. They gave the school money, or they bought it and gave it to the right, school. Okay. Right. Essentially, they end up buying it. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. Um, so it sounds like there's talk about what that property is going to be used for. So what are kind of those things getting thrown around Zach? Yeah. So I guess this morning there was a, uh, school board meeting or there's some, there was some sort of meeting to do with the school board school. Gotcha. Board. Um, and Terry Rowland. So a science teacher in Sheridan County school district two, um, suggested using the land for science and ag programs. Mm. Um, and as we already know, the site's already set up for that. You know, Holly Seed was there before. So all the, the buildings and the greenhouses are still there. Heck yeah. Um, so the the school district had, I mean, they didn't really say yes or no, but they their official statement was, we don't have plans yet. So I'm sure they're just taking considerations and right. and all that, which is which is cool to see. I think they're, originally they're in, the school district's intent was not to use the buildings that were there. Mm. Um, and I was under the impression that the purchase didn't include, um, the, the building. Oh, the structures. Yeah. I think it was the land, the land kind of right around it. Um, Oh, you know, it's, it's kind of fenced off from sure. That other, sure. But I, I'm not exactly sure if that's right. I, that was my initial, um, impression. Um, but either way, I think they, there's access to that. Um, right. Whatever it is. So the, the Scott foundation has said they want to offer more support, um, for development of the land. Um, and so whether that's paying for new structures to be built on the land or, um, you know, and then deciding what goes in there, you yeah. know, I, I'm not sure. Sure. Um, I think some people instantly connect Scott foundation money building with some sort of sports thing, which is, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but I think this is, a. This is a really cool opportunity, a really great idea. I think we could, the the school could really benefit from furthering these kind of ag programs, especially science and STEM. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, um, we'll have to dig into and figure out because I could, I could see they could have partitioned off the building itself, you know, and made that a different lot. And then they just bought the land part. Sure. That makes an inch because that does change like, okay, hold on. Cause there's still a building there or somebody right. could buy that, you know, so that does change that conversation. But I do kind of, 
I actually, even though you and I are kind of, you know, athletics biased, you know, I, I'm actually with Mr. Roland here or sorry, Mrs. Roland. Mrs. Um, yeah. um, uh, yeah, why not use it for ag, um, yeah. you know, ag or sciences, um, you know, that fits in great. Um, and, and you could even use it for your physical education, you know, cause you sure. could expand like the Frisbee golf and some other things. Um, well, and I think she, she talked about some sort of kind of cross curricular stuff with uh, yeah. exercise sciences yep. too. Yep. So, I mean, cause there's plenty of room to plan yeah. and do a ton of stuff. Yep. And if you had the building, I think now the question I've heard, you know, some, some, inside tips I've had about that building is it's not very well maintained. So yeah. there's the question of, and then, you know, you're talking about a school and so there's always more regulations on, you know, what, what, uh, what's up to code. And, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it could, could be cheaper, <laughs> which sounds wild is like just destroy that building which is like yeah, well you got a building though built right in the 70s I yeah. think that's another point they bring up in there too is so it could yeah. yeah so at that point remodeling might not even be worth it just destroy it and then yeah you know go from there and um my my comment zach when i was reading through our notes is like gosh dang the scott foundation does so much stuff i oh, mean yeah. what a wonder there's and pretty much their comment is just saying hey whatever you guys want to do we're gonna help yeah it's like, gosh, you guys already paid, you know, what, what was it? $2 million for that thing? Yeah. About. Yep. And it's like, oh, you're going to put up more like, and for whatever it is, like, they're like, whatever, whatever you need. And it's like, man, yep. that's freaking fantastic. That's awesome. We are incredibly blessed and yeah. fortunate to, to uh, live in this community. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many foundations, Scott foundation, you got like the Whitney, I mean, there's yeah. just, you could go on and on. So that's cool. That's awesome. That's good news. Um, exciting to see what they do with it. I mean, they've got time, you know, that's, I think what's awesome is they can kind of think about it and plan it out really yeah. well. Um, to end out the local sports or the local stuff, we're going to talk about local sports. Sorry, that was bad. Um, so looks like our swimmers, um, we kind of talked about and they've been doing really well. Yeah. Um, they've got some good leadership, um, some good, some good upperclassmen leading the way. Um, I did not know this. See, this is, this is, I'm glad we're doing this. Cause it's like, you know, not to bash on anyone, but it's like, this is obviously is not going to get front page sports, you know, right. uh, um, you're not, you're, your picture most likely isn't going to be on the front page. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, our boys swimming team and diving team are first in the Northeastern conference. So that means they beat Thunder Basin and Campbell County, yep. which is huge. Um, we have three swimmers uh, qualifying for state, and that is Isaac Otto. We've talked about him, Ben Patton, and then also Coleman uh, Hanchett. So yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, great showing for those guys. That's that's really cool. You know, we've talked about um, Coach Moore and the work that he's been doing over yeah. these last few years, and I uh, would love to get him on and, and yep. talk with him. So. Yeah, because he's changed, you know, when he got here. You know, there were there were guys that were going out, but it wasn't you know anything of note. And yeah. now you've got three three making the state qualifying, winning the North Northeastern Conference. You know, um, that's fantastic. So yeah, congratulations congratulations to those three guys, and hopefully they do well at the state meet. Um, our Bronc wrestling they defeat uh, Cheyenne East and Central. Um, wow. Our, our wrestlers are undefeated in duels, huh? Yeah. Yep. They are undefeated this season. Um, they, I think those were home duels. Um, I cool. think I'm not, I'm not quite sure, but yeah. Um, yeah, they, they beat them and I was looking through, there's a lot of great, um, 
I think against Central, only one of our wrestlers got beat. Wow. Um, against East, there was a little bit more, but sure. Um, yeah, it was really, really impressive. That's awesome. Man, our sports are kicking butt right now. Yep. Um, that's fantastic. Uh, and uh, so this is hockey. Um, if you guys have never been to a hockey game, man, our um, now they're club team, so the the grades are weird, anyways. But our yeah. our varsity club, they're doing freaking really good. Yeah. Um, so it looks like they beat Gillette seven to two. Um, that's a pretty in hockey. That's a pretty good. That's a big score, and yeah. I think it was seven different players who scored. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I heard they beat like some Montana school, like 10 to one or something one weekend. I was like, holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) Just rolling teams. Um, so, uh, so our Sheridan Hawks are 27 and one, um, with that win, they secure a playoff spot, um, for the, uh, um, postseason yeah I don't postseason know, I yeah don't know when that starts the the article didn't stay uh say but we need to get that coach on someone's told me like because they've turned that around too yeah. since getting that that m&m center sure um but uh so the hawks are you know they they're number one in the frontier division i guess is what it's called in that in that league yep. um and uh next weekend so during our open house it looks like february 18th and 19th they have home games against missoula yes yep. so cool yeah, yeah. starting at 7 30 p.m uh again if you haven't gone um it's worth it they're fun um, they are fun and that's that center is awesome yeah it's 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 way nicer <laughs> than sitting out in the freezing cold for those games you're gonna start dating ourselves here like <laughs> yeah. kids are gonna be like what this outdoors that, that yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah no congratulations to them and um yeah, congratulations to all our sports teams. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, reminder, if you're hearing this, because you're probably going to hear this on the 11th, so it's Thursday, um, remember, Babes Flowers, if you use the promo code YOLOVE, you got to go into the store, give them a call. Um, you get a free box of chocolates with your order for Valentine's Day. However, if you're listening to this now, you might not get it. I mean, maybe. I don't know. If you get in there early, <laughs> we'll, we'll have this out early Thursday morning. But yeah. Um, Babes flowers. Um, and, and really guys, I'm, ha- I'm helping you out. Yeah. You might miss out on this promo, uh, but get something, <laughs> get something for uh, whoever, um, you know, whoever it is in your life that you want to get something for Valentine's day. Yes. Um, we'll take a quick little break. Um, and then we'll hit our state news here, Zach. Today's episode is brought to you by Alpha Graphics of Sheridan. They offer a full variety of printing needs for any business or brand. They can also help you with any web design, social media marketing, and more. Give them a call today at 307-674-6277. Today's episode is also brought to you by DYT Solutions. They offer custom digital marketing solutions for your company or brand. Visit their website at dytsolutionswy.com or email them at admin at designyourtech.com. Once again, that's dytsolutionswy.com and their email is admin at designyourtech.com. Sheridan County Title is another sponsor for today's episode. They offer better service for a better price. Ask for the best title service that has been serving Sheridan for over 50 years. Give them a call at 307-672-6478. 
This episode is also brought to you by Jess Hattervig at ERA Carroll Realty. You're going to need an expert realtor if you're looking to buy, sell, or build a home up here in Northeastern Wyoming. Give Jess a call at 307-751-6924. Again, that is Jess Hattervig at ERA Carroll Realty. And we're back, Zach. Took a little break there to get uh, some of our sponsors there. Um, I need to sit over here more, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is going a lot smoother than usual. So um, so if you remember at the beginning of this episode, I asked Zach how uh, his morning went after a night of negative 30 degree weather. And that veiled question is because, thank God for NPR. <laughs> and hopefully you can tell I'm being sarcastic. Yes, very facetious. Um they have an article about, oh, Wyoming is facing a reckoning for their fossil fuels transition. Okay. All right. <laughs> First up, on the caption of their picture, they they claim Wyoming is facing, you know, here's the middle school in Pinedale. They're facing major budget cuts to their K-12 because of, of the end of fossil fuels. Yeah. Okay. That's wrong. We actually have not cut anything out of K-12 yet if you actually would do some research because we have pushed, pushed our legislative session to March. So number one, you're wrong. So good job. You're nationally, you're a nationally, you know, uh, publicized thing yeah. and you get that wrong. So we actually have not cut anything out of K-12. Now we've got a budget sitting there and the state's like, we have no money for the budget. Right. Which is a problem that we can get into later. So that's right. number one. But as of right now, Nothing has been announced in terms of cutting K-12. Exactly. Right? There's been a lot of talk about, well, yes. like ha what you just said. Yeah. But nothing <laughs> has been announced that there's going to be cuts. Right. Or that anything has been cut. Exactly. <laughs> Second, uh, they bring up that uh, Pinedale has a $22 million aquatic center. And now that Pinedale cannot afford to run it. And they're like, this is the fossil fuels fault because they, you know, because, you know, fossil fuels has crashed. And I'm like, hold on. That $22 million came from the Jonah field that built that aquatic center. Yeah. How is it fossil fuels industry's fault that they can't run their aquatic center? Right. Does yeah. that, you know, like, so I'm like, hold like, no, like, like this isn't a community center. Like this is the school, the school has uh, this, this. No, it's a community center. I think that okay. was donated, you know? Okay. Um, All right. I'm like, pretty what? sure unless, <laughs> unless it's like, damn, Pinedale got a yeah. freaking aquatic center for their school. <laughs> like, where's ours? Yeah. <laughs> Either way, where's, where's our $22 million aquatic center here right. in Sheridan? I mean, I guess the YMCA comes close, but yeah, you're, but you're right. Back to the point. You don't hear, <laughs> let's use that example. You don't hear the Whitney foundation cause they gave money to the YMCA. Right. No one's blaming them. Like, Hey, Gosh dang it, the YMCA Whitney. Yeah. They can't run their aquatic center. What? That doesn't make any sense. Yep. So that drives like time out. Like the natural gas industry out there gave you $22 million. Yeah. Oh, but it's their fault that they can't run it? Right. Do you, do you okay? I'm going to move on because I don't want this to be my soapbox. Third, then they talk about a former, I think he's the former mayor. I can't remember if he's the mayor right now. I don't think he should be doing, or I guess he can work. That's fine. It doesn't matter. They're pretty much spinning this as look, he's looking at new ways for energy. 
Okay. Which, Hey, I'm hundred percent fine. And actually what he's trying to do, I saw this a couple years ago, a French scientist made a machine that you can pretty like, just think of putting plastic bottles in it and it heats it up and then it's, it spits out, uh, gasoline that you can use in a car. Right. Like, that's awesome. We have, we have a pollution problem with plastics. Fantastic. Now, when this came out, the problem was first, the machine's expensive. Second, it needs something to run, to heat up the plastic, sure. which, uh, <clears throat> energy. So <laughs> there's a cost there. Yeah. Um, I don't blame him for trying this. It's a, when, when this guy came out, I'm like, Hey, this is fantastic. Like now we're getting into the future of like, I have a plastic bottle, put it through the machine. I've got gas for my car. Like that's yeah. awesome. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the mayor's trying to run this company. Okay. And, and they're trying to spin this as like, they, you know, Wyoming needs to transition. I'm like, okay, but you don't mention like, how's this business doing? Is it working? Right. You don't, you don't mention that. So I'm going to guess it's not. Yeah. Like he hasn't, he hasn't overtaken the recycling in Pinedale. Right. Cause if he, if, if he had in selling the gasoline, he'd be running a business then he, right? Right. <laughs> Cause he'd be making money and he's saving people money and he'd be saving Pinedale money from recycling. Oh, he isn't that company. Isn't okay. Well, there's your answer then. Yeah. And I'm not bashing him. I'm cause I love this idea. I love that machine, but you've got two big problems of the cost of the machine and then the cost of, of, you know, you got to physically heat the plastic up to melt it into, into the car, you know, in the carbon. So right. yeah, you have two expenses. Yeah. So, um, Again, I want to move quickly through this. Um, there was an op-ed in the Casper Tribune. I don't want to read it because it's garbage. Um, they're talking about, you know, Wyoming doubled its its wind projects and wind, um, wind production. Um, you know, okay, what'd that do statewide? Oh, nothing. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, again, Zach, we've said this again and again. You want to be the big dog. You keep claiming there's a transition. Prove it. Right. If you can't go into Pinedale and show me a small little system that somebody could come here and share it in and make it work, what are we talking about here? Right. Okay. Um, so anyways, I'm done. Um, to finish out, the Wyoming Oil and Gas Commission announced our production from November. Um, we still produce 7 million barrels of oil. We still produced 117 mega cubic feet of, uh, or metric cubic feet, sorry, 117 million metric cubic feet of natural gas, okay, in November. And right now there are eight rigs in Wyoming. So I'm off my soapbox, Zach. Sorry, just, <laughs> but again, okay. how did you feel waking up uh, in yeah. negative 30 degree weather? You felt good, huh? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. not like Germany where their uh, green grid failed. Yep. Yep. I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm just. <laughs> <sighs> Hey, so. it's all right. I'll get on my soapbox here in a little bit. So. This is a good soapbox, though. This You've got some good good stuff here. <laughs> you know, I, I think I'm just beating a dead horse with the energy stuff. I don't know. It's still, it's just those coastal elite people who look down on us and shake their fingers. But they don't realize where their energy <laughs> or where their food comes from. So, uh, Anyways, okay, so what's the story here? Rock Springs woman sentenced to... Uh, oh, this was in the wyomingnews.com. Yeah. Yeah, I found this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a Rock Springs woman was sentenced to seven to 10 years um, of prison. She, it was a uh, sexual assault. 
Um, she was 30 years old and it was on a male. He was 14. Yeah. Um, I'm going to guess by this quote, you know, the, the sentencing judge said that she seemed sincere in her apology, (laughs) seemed to have remorse about the assault, um, and the abuse. Um, you know, so that's probably why it was seven to 10 years. Um, yeah, you know, um, it's yeah. And then here it says that she mentioned that she, suffered sexual abuse, uh, from one of her parents. Um, yeah, I, I, well, I, so I found that in the article Yeah, and I mean, typically that's the, I think that's the case in a lot of these, sure. right? The abuser has suffered some, a similar abuse. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it's, uh, it's unfortunate, right? And then it, it happens to this, this boy. So hopefully, um, I think this, this was a year ago when it happened and I I think it was several times, but hopefully that boy is able to get some, some much needed help um, Mm -hmm. and is able to, to, uh, you know, recover the damage that was done. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, to me, seven to 10 is not long enough, but I agree with that too. You know, but Um, I, I can't remember if she was like a repeat. I don't think she was. That's, and that's another reason why it's probably another big. Yep. Um, but typically like a, I think they said the 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 penalty for this is usually a lot more. Yeah. Um and so I think given that she's um not a repeat offender. Yeah. You know, she probably had to prove if they're quoting this in the article, she probably proved some sort of abuse from her childhood. Right. Um and she's fairly um she's fairly young, you know, I, so, um, yeah, not that that means anything, I guess, but just, um, anyways, I think it still could have been longer, but yeah. Um, anyways, um, yeah, I did see this from Cowboy State Daily, this next story. Uh, so Walt Disney's grandson, uh, is trying to fight and save his family ranch in Teton County. Yes. Yep. The, uh, corporate overlords want some money on that. (laughs) So they're trying to sell off part of it. Um, and, uh, he's like, no, this is mine. Uh, his mom, I guess, you know, willed it to him. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the article mentions the code of the West a few times, and I don't know if, you know, a lot of our listeners know that or have seen, seen that, but one of the, uh, parts of the code of the West is that some things aren't for sale. Yep. Um, and so, uh, He's clinging on to that. Like, yeah. like, this isn't for sale. This is mine. This isn't my family's. Um, I mean, and it's an awesome, like, picture. It's like the, oh, yeah. the spot on yeah. <laughs> in that county that you would want. I would bet. Um, 110 acres, right at, like, right at the base of the Teton Mountains, right at, right at the foot. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's huge. It means like, you know, I can't imagine how much it means to that family. Yeah. Him. So yep. one, well, I can see why, like you said, the corporate guys want him to sell. I mean, like for the things you just mentioned. Right. Um, well, if they have, then if it's half of it, right, that's 55 acres. Imagine how many movies Disney will shoot there. Yep. Right. I mean, yeah. So I think, um, again, you know, it's remembering that not everything's for sale. Yep. And that's when I, when you said that, right. When I saw that you put in the code of the West here and some things aren't for sale, it's the uh, give no ground. Yeah. I'm with him on. Nope. (laughs) You know, right. I think, and this comes down to my, this kind of is funny. It's kind of like oil field days where they ain't going to sell. Now, if you're curious about filming movies there, 
I guarantee you that grandson's like, oh, we can work out a deal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you 10 acres to lease. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> if yeah. that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's kind of the code of the West is it's not for sale, but. Right. You know, if we want to work out another sort of a great, you know, that's uh no, it's good. But yep. also, you know, that's kind of jokingly, but yeah, no code of the West of, you know, there's, there's some situations where you're like, you know, you just don't ask like yep. it's, you just don't ask. It's not for sale. Right. Um, that's a cool story. That's awesome. Yeah. I did see the picture though from Cowboy State Daily. And it's like, yeah. Yep. I get it. I'd hold on to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. God. I'm with you here. Frick. (laughs) Yeah. Liz Cheney. Bless her heart. But here's my, like, I don't even like, I could care less how the state votes in 2022. Oh yeah. But the Trumps I'm with you. I'll let you go. So Donald Trump jr. Which is no surprise if he called in to Matt Gates when he was there in Cheyenne. Yeah. No surprise here that Donald Trump jr. Plans on coming to Wyoming and campaigning against Cheney. No surprise. Oh yeah. Um, I want you to go first because you've got some good stuff and then I'll, I'll finish at the end here. Yeah. So in a veiled tweet, um, Donald Trump Jr. tweeted something about uh, Wyoming being nice to visit during primary season. Um, so now everybody's speculating, well, okay, he's, you know, he's going to come and he's going to campaign with this Bouchard guy. Um, and that, that's all you need to know. He didn't come out and say, I'm going to be there. I'm doing this and that. It's just a veiled thing. And my question is, are people sick of the Trumps yet? I mean, they're the new Kennedys. Like it, it it's insane. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't know why Republicans put Trump on this pedestal as this messianic figure, right? As the Messiah, the savior. And, uh, I just don't understand. This is coming from me. I su- I was a Trump supporter. I voted for him. Um, uh, I I didn't always agree with what he was saying. Right? Sometimes, let's be honest. Trump said some crazy stuff um, and did some things that were questionable. Um, but the dude lost. It, it's over. Your family. The way I see it, your family left in very disgraceful way. Right? That means you are done. You're you're out of here. I don't know why people are still rallying behind this. Um, one of the things. Um, I guess Donald Trump Jr. said was, you know, they're going to continue to um, try and work with supporters to kind of influence some stuff that they, I don't know, whatever, these different, um, you know, elections for representatives. And uh, I don't know. I think people, people need to wake up and see this. People, the left has done this with a ton of their, um, their politicians the the right needs to open their eyes and realize they're doing it too. Yep. Um, I think I, I put in here, I, I will not let myself become one of these people who's obsessed with any political figure, right? So much so that they are like my idol. Um, yes. I mean, there's, there's on my own spiritual and in my faith, that's not, that's not acceptable. Um, and there's, there's dangers to that. Um, and I, I, it, it is all centered around my faith. There's only one savior to me and that's Jesus. Yep. Um, but I, my, again, my question, are people sick of the Trumps yet? Yeah. Well, and it's super, it's super funny. So we had this in here and I was thinking about it. And, uh, today I was listening to Joe Rogan. I can't remember who he's interviewing, but they bring this up about, this is the most wildest candidate we've ever had in regards to you have people like this, that, just love the Trumps now. Like they are, they are diehard 
they're gonna they're gonna you know ride or die with the Trumps. And it's just like guys, he lost. Like and he he did it in a bad way. And if you can't if you can't accept that, you know, you're missing the point. And you're spot on about you know, the Democrats have done this. I think I, I actually kind of compare it to Obama when he won oh, yeah. in 08. Yep. That's exactly what it was. I mean, it was, he, you know, he was the savior, right? For the Democrats. Yep. Like all of us, you've got a young guy, he's black, you know, I mean, you name it all. Obama had it. He was charismatic. Um, and, and I will say this, Obama did some good stuff. I'm not going to say he, now there was some policy stuff that I didn't like, but, um, and then same with Trump. I thought his policies were spot on. And then it's like, man, you did some stupid stuff yeah. <laughs> um, and some questionable stuff. Um, but I'm with you. And in, in anyways, Joe Rogan, he's like, he's like, we've never seen this before where there are people that straight up just hated him, even though they probably aligned with all his policies. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you just, put Trump away and you, and you just said, Hey, Obama did this. It's like, Hey, that's awesome. It's like, well, guess what? It was actually Donald Trump. Right. Right. (laughs) Their minds explode. Yeah. Which he's like, that makes no sense. He's like, we're in such a weird time that we're not even concerned about the policies. Right. And which this is why you and I have been saying consistently. And it's like, we just can't get away from this Liz Cheney thing. (laughs) I know. We have bigger issues right now yes. than for Donald Trump Jr. to come to Wyoming and campaign against Liz Cheney. Yep. We have a president that I will say straight up here, I do not agree with anything of any of his policies he's done right now. Yep. He is probably going to talk to Iran and start exporting oil from Iran. That is insane. But no, let's he's the savior. We got rid of Trump. It's like right. this is this for a country. Anyways, I mean if you support that, you are naive in regards to what Iran does. You are naive in what China does. Yep. And you're missing the picture of what we're talking about. Cause oh, yeah. yeah. And, and I will, I'll back you up here on the, the faith thing. If, if you are ever in a point where you're like idolizing somebody, especially politics, you're missing the point and you're, mm-hmm. you're missing, um, uh, yeah, you're just missing it, you know, and, and you, you probably need to go to speak to a pastor or some sort of, right. of, of a, a spiritual advisor. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and Joe Rogan, I'll say to finish, you know, I don't know what he, he believes, you know, uh, religiously or whatever, but he does make a point about like, look, he's like when Trump won, he's like, if you were on the left and you're like, oh, my world's going to end. He's like, dude, calm down. Right. <laughs> right. And now we're in 2021. It's like your world didn't end. Yeah. Okay. Same with Republicans here. Okay. Yeah. You have Biden that you don't like, you know, and you're sitting here like, oh, it's the end of the world. Like settle down. Like right. now, you know, you, you, right. And that's, and I think it's a good tip of like, look, what can you do to change this? Which you and I, I think this show, hopefully we're <laughs> opening the <laughs> eyes to people in Wyoming. Like, if that's what you really want, and again, God, we just can't get away from this list Cheney thing. <laughs> but uh, and we're actually going to talk about Bruchard because I think this is interesting. Cheney again was more than ninety five percent of the time with Trump. Yep. So if you're a freaking ride or died with Trump, it's like okay, well, you better freaking pick like might as well elect Donald Trump Jr. Then you know, which yeah. he, you can't do because he doesn't live here. But um, and I'm a big fan of Donald Trump Jr. I thought he did some good stuff during his dad's presidency. Mm-hmm. He, he, he'd come out and say some really good stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm with you. They are all of a sudden like the Kennedys or almost like the Bushes, you sure. know, but sure. they're like, 
uh, which makes sense. They're from TV. So, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're yeah. anyways, but okay. We're, um, yeah. I mean, just to recap though, re uh, reevaluate your priorities, right? Here, yes. Right. The Republican party is undergoing a, a little bit of an identity crisis at this point. Uh, we need to get that thing figured out quick and fast. Yes. Right. It needs to be done before, I would say before the end of this year, before the summer, even to get that figured out and get that out of the way, because we cannot have that. Um, you know, later as if we want to, you know, continue the way of our, our life. And don't be, and, and with that, don't be afraid. Like I just said, policy, you know, if Joe Biden does something, we will say, and Hey, I support this. Yep. That is yet to be seen, but right. it, I, I'm not against, you know, I, we, we've come out and said some things about what Trump did policy wise. So that's, I think a big thing for the GOP right now. Like you just said, there's an identity crisis in regards to don't just sit in the party lines. Like, yep. You know, it's okay. It's, it's okay. If you believe in, I'm trying to think of like, let's just use abortion in, in, in pro-life, right? You could be a Republican and be pro-choice. Yeah. That's perfectly fine. Like just because there's one thing, it's like, that doesn't, you know, you know what I mean? I guess that, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good example or not, but anyways. Um, no, you're right. But uh, we, we need more. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> I think we hit, I think we, we, yeah. we've talked about it. more conversations, which is what we're doing. Yes. So, yes. um, I guarantee you we're going to talk about Liz Cheney next week, but probably, um, this drive, this drives my gears, Zach, this <laughs> drives my gears. And anyone that's run into me today, like, Oh, this pisses me off. <laughs> um, so the state of Wyoming has granted $2.4 million to the EDA. Um, it's the, uh, uh, economic, you know, it's the endow, whatever university, whatever. Okay. They say it's going to impact 307, which is a university and state program that supports small businesses in Wyoming and developing diversification. Okay. Okay. And diversification should tell you right away where this is going. Um, so that was their press release. Oh, Hey, 2.4 million is going to this to help businesses. I email the director down in Laramie and the head head guy here in Sheridan. Love Scott Randall. Randall, he's been great. My dad knows him. He's an awesome guy. And I asked him, I was like, okay, hey, you know, can businesses get after this? Like, you know, some some startups, you know, we're a startup. Yeah. Um, you know, what? where are these funds going? You know, I'm curious. Right. So it's all going to, quote, technical support for existing quote programs, um, which is pretty much telling me, no, it's going to their technical support. They've got like eight offices across the state through the university of Wyoming. So I'm like, okay, cool. So really just went to a university state employees yeah. and stuff. What? So that's fantastic. That's great. So we have, we, you know, we have businesses struggling. We have people with no jobs and we're just handing out millions of dollars to university and state programs. Um, and don't get me wrong. I think impact 307 does some cool stuff cause they do like the startup challenges and they've got startup challenges in new cities now. Yeah. That's great. That's, yeah. you know, fine and dandy. What I have a problem with, you know, the Sheridan startup challenge here started with business owners that gave into the seed money. Okay. Which to me makes sense. You know, if I was a successful business owner, I want to put in seed money to help other people start up, start up a business. That makes sense to me. What I don't like is a state run and a university run program where they just get money. And then it's like, Oh, 
we supposedly help you. We supposedly help diversification. And they probably have. I'm not saying they haven't. Yeah. But when I asked the two directors, I'm like, hey, where does this money go? Does it actually go? And the, and the news release was it will help. It will directly help Wyoming businesses. And I get an answer that's pretty much no, it doesn't. Right. It will help Wyoming businesses in the future. Supposedly. Businesses that don't exist yet. Yeah. Okay. To our technical support programs, which means employees. Yeah. Good one. Good job. Good. Yeah. Freaking awesome. Love it. So, I mean, if, if we've said this before, if you're sitting here in 2021 and you're like, yes, the government needs to grow. The state government needs to grow. The university needs to grow. You're absurd. Yeah. Cause they do this where it's like, okay, you know, 2.4 million could go a long way. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, is this CARES funding like leftover from the last rollout? Because remember we talked about yep. there's like portions of this that aren't there that, you know, we, we suspected were maybe being pocketed by mm-hmm. the state. Mm-hmm. I don't know is? though. Cause remember we've talked to like Senator Biteman and some others that were like, no, but it ends though. Like if you right. don't use it, you don't okay. get it. Right. It goes back. Um, but I don't know, and this is probably where, you know, with this transition to a new administration, because they passed, you know, when Trump was leaving and he passed some new stuff, mm-hmm. This, so this could be that second stimulus okay. that I'm not, you know, sure. and, and this is where, you know, maybe we need to get on Gordon's site and see, hey, wh- did the state of Wyoming get some more funds? Yeah. Or like you said, is this from the leftover? Mm-hmm that we kind of were like, Hey, they're pocketing this and they're going to use it later on, which this, then you're really going to piss me off. Then it's like, Oh good. So you're just giving it again to the university and state programs and not to the actual people. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to dig into it. I don't know. I I mean, imagine because this next thing that we're going to talk about, I think is part of that stimulus. So I think this is the second, the second, the second national stimulus. Yeah. Um, so, okay, maybe I'm, you know, I will say this. Maybe I'm jumping the gun. Maybe there is going to be a state program here soon for for small businesses in Wyoming. Doubt it, but, you know. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, talk about, so, yeah, he did some, um, he released a lot of executive orders, you know, nothing real big other than what we're about to talk about here, so. Yeah, um, I think I got this email from his office today, uh, just his newsletter, whatever it is. Yep, but. his news release. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so issued an executive order to help with rent. Uh, this is going to help people who are, are struggling to pay rent in these tough times. Um, and I don't know the specifics on who, um, you know, who qualifies and whatnot. But if you're interested, go look. And, you know, you can figure this out. Um, my thing here is, okay, great. Right? People who are struggling are going to get some money. Um they could probably could have got more money if we didn't give a million dollars to this, uh, impact 307, but Hey, whatever. <laughs> um, right. That's great. You know what we could have avoided though? We could have avoided people putting people in this situation. If, if you think the government didn't put you in this situation, they did. They absolutely did put you in this situation. Yes. You need to go and ask them for a handout. Yes. We could have avoided this by not shutting down. Yes. I'm sorry, but man, I don't know how many times I've run into people who have COVID or who have, you know, um, whatever. It's been okay. Right. And I'm not, again, frick. I'm just, I'm talking the same thing. I feel like every week, but we could have avoided this if we had not shut down in the first place. Yep. Right. Here's one thing I, I wanted to talk about and point out. This is my soapbox for the day. 
we're not talking about how much these billion dollar bailouts, and that's what they are, they're bailouts, um, are doing to the American dollar, right? Our value, our the value of our dollar is going to decrease and decrease and decrease the more these bailouts keep coming. And now there's a precedent for them. This, the one that's being talked about right now is the third in less than a year. Yep. The third one, they will keep coming. I guarantee it. They will keep coming and they will keep coming until we can't buy anything. Yep. Um, or we got to start making stuff. Right. Right. So there's, so there's a precedent set out now, right? Yes. So that anytime there's an emergency or the facade of an emergency, uh, we can just roll out a couple billion dollars and say, yeah, we're doing good. We're, we're looking out for you, the little guy. But meanwhile, right. If anything gets back to normal, right. Or some semblance of normal of what it was, we've taken away the value of the dollar so much that your job isn't worth what it was before that emergency happened. Correct. Right. So now you, the little guy, are the even littler guy. Your power to purchase anything has been decreased so much, right? Just because the government has this, you know, we're protecting you, in quotes, protecting you. <laughs> Good luck trying to get ahead at that point. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, you and I, I mean... I don't want to downplay the virus because I have, you know, we've talked to people that have recovered and, yep. you know, and everyone's different. Every, you know, it's wild. You know, who some, some of the healthiest people I know are like, Hey, it kind of was rough. And then some people that probably aren't the healthiest are like, yeah, you know? Yep. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know what, <laughs> like, I don't know, but w you and I have always been, um, advocates of the mask. I do think the mask helps to some, um, to some extent. Um, but I'm with you. Yeah. If you're sitting here thinking, if, if you're not having that thought in your head of like the government did this to me, yeah. I, I don't, uh, and, and maybe this is the issue that we talked about with Trump, you know, that you just hated him so much that you're like, that was his fault. Yep. Which is like, no, you know, <laughs> if you don't understand our government, it's not just him doing things other than Biden right now is doing a lot of it anyway. So, but yeah, if you're sitting here like, nah, it wasn't the government. It's like, okay, dude, like, I don't know. And then yeah. you want them to protect you and you want them to give you these handouts. Yep. I, and Zach, this is where, um, uh, I think this is Malcolm Gladwell talking to strangers in regard to, you know, social media has done something where we don't have conversations and like, it's hard cause you and I are just having conversations, but um, we're not here. We're not here to like change your mind. Whoever the listener is, we're, I, I don't want to do that, but I just, we're trying to lay out facts of like, if you're not asking yourself that, yeah, then I guess, you know, okay. I mean, but, um, if you don't, if you're not asking yourself that, then you have to admit that you're okay with socialism and that's what it is. And that's exactly in let's have that debate, you know, come on here and tell us we're wrong, but it's like, that's what it is. Like if, if you want them to tell you what to do and then you want them to give you things, mm -hmm. okay, that's socialism then like you were giving them the power to do that. Um, and, um, yeah, you're right. And, and there was a, there was a study done by it's a, um, Oh, what's it freaking called? It's a, it's a nonpartisan, um, or I guess it'd be bipartisan. 
What's one that they're not any where they're not any sides? Because bipartisan, be nonpartisan. Yeah, nonpartisan. Um, they did a report on you know Biden's like fifteen minimum, you know, fifteen dollar minimum wage, yeah. and they're like, hey, you want to know how many people would lose their jobs then? Fifty six percent of the population. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they would. So fifty six percent of the population would lose their jobs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I I talked when that fight. I guess you know. I mean, that's yeah. what you're, oh And this gosh. is what we're talking about. Yeah. You 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 cannot. And this is, this goes for anything. This just not the government thing. It's just, you know, you can't just be sitting there expecting I'm going to get this for yeah. not doing anything. Right. Um, it, the, the old saying goes, there's no such thing as a free lunch. And this is what you're talking about. This is inflation. Yep. Um, you don't see China now they're like complete control, but do you see China locking down and stuff right now? No, they're back to work. Yep. Cause they know, at least they know. Money, money talks. Uh huh. Okay. Why do you think Iran all of a sudden is coming to the table with Joe Biden? Because we've killed our fossil fuel industry, and now he's coming to the table of, oh, hey, we're gonna have a demand problem. Mm-hmm. You guys can export it. Okay, and that's where I was kind of like, we, you know, we need to make stuff here. You know, which, <clears throat> lo and behold, who said that? Oh, a guy named Trump. Right. Um, I don't know. We're kind of, but no, I'm with you. I think this. <sighs> I think it's good. I think the governor's take is trying to be proactive. Um, right. Did this executive order talk about mortgages at all? Cause I know like some mortgage companies are, you know, they're like, Hey, if you've been impacted, you know, we're going to defer payments and things like that. I, I mean, I imagine he must think about it. Cause like, right. If I'm a landowner and now you're telling my tenants you're getting assistance or deferrals, yeah. You know, if I have a mortgage on that property, it's like, well, timeout. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would um, think so. I'm, I'm just assuming. Um, I, and I'm maybe there's, sure. maybe that's national stuff. Yeah. I, I, it's, that's a good question. I don't think it's in here. Um, at least I'm, I'm not seeing it, but, um, yeah, I'm not, I, I mean, it, it's probably to come. I mean, it would make sense. And to you, do it. and you would hope nationally that'd be a, that'd be an executive over from Biden. Right. You know, cause Trump did that a couple times. Yep. Um, and I would support that if Biden did that, <laughs> but I'm with you. Like, <laughs> how about we just open up and get everyone back to work? Sure. You know, um, I'd rather, I don't know about you, Zach, I'd rather work than sit in my house and kind of be like, I can't do anything. Right. Yep. I I'm a hundred percent with you. And maybe that's a question that some of the, some of these people need to be asking themselves, I guess, are you okay? Just sitting around. Yep. If you are, then okay. Yeah. Right. Um, anyways, yeah, that's a long one. That was a big, that was heavy right there. Yep. Um, I, I, I want to add just really quickly. Yes. Buy gold. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Back to the gold standard, huh? Yeah. Or crypto. Yeah. Um, Um, all right. Some last couple things, some, some new Senate bills, um, or some proposals, I guess. Um, Senate file 20, um, pretty much we can dive into it if you want, Zach, but pretty much what it does is, is it, it is amending and, and clarifying language in regards to some state positions and state departments have to tell us what some high positions get paid. And I'm like, yeah, I want to know how much some of these guys get paid. Yes. This, this should have bipartisan support um, that should go through. Cause I do want to know there are some positions listed that I'm like, yeah, I want to know how much these people are getting paid mm-hmm. on top of their state 
pension and retirement and, and health benefits. I want to know. I want to know. So that's Senate file 20 Senate file 43. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Um, I think this should go through. I think it just makes sense. Um, really all it's going to do is allow the Wyoming energy authority. Uh, now they will have authority on any geothermal type projects. Okay. I, it makes sense. Keep it all under one house, you know, under one roof. I mean, um, I don't really foresee any, you know, geothermal, like it'll be cool if we can get it, but same thing with my, my thing on, uh, renewables. Let's see it work first. You know, I don't think it, you know, it, 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 yeah, it, I mean, (laughs) prove it to me and then, you know, cool. Like, you know, but, um, I think this is a first step. You know, there's always that thing of like, you've got to be friendly, right? If someone does want to try it in Wyoming, okay, what are, how are the rules set? Sure. This clarifies like, okay, it's under, you know, it's under the Wyoming energy authority, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to bring this up and we've talked about this after we had that interview with Ashley Harp street from the Wyoming taxpayers association when this, uh, resolution came out. So Senate joint resolution one. And remember we were having a hard time trying to figure out, what this resolution would be. So it was amending any tax bill would have, would have to have the people's, uh, consent. Um, and then it changed it people's consent or legislative body, which the, or, you know, makes it like, well, shoot, like if the people say no, and then the representatives say yes, you know, now we're in a little conundrum here. Right. Um, and I think it might now be cleared up to where it's like, people straight up have to give consent to a tax bill, right? Okay. And Ashley Harp Street made a good point. She's like, look, that sounds fantastic, right? The people get to decide. Yeah. It's done and over. That's, it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, okay. She does make a good point in regards to this. Well, you're an elected official. Isn't that why we pick elected officials? Right. So it's like, okay, so you're saying you're not qualified to, to represent your constituents, which it's like, okay, yeah, that's a fair counterpoint. So now we're in this little debate, right, of, you know, should it be the masses that decide or should it be, you know, um, your elected official? Right. And I bring this up because Bouchard out of Cheyenne is the one that co-sponsored this bill. Mm. And he's the one running against Liz Cheney, which he claims she does not represent our constituents. Hmm. So I'm like, so hold on. So you want to write a bill about pretty much taking away the power of the representative. Yeah. But you're mad about your representative. Right. Okay. Which one is it, <laughs> bud? Like, and the, and you're going to run against her. So, yeah. So which is it? Right. Are you for the masses or are you, you know, or, you know, <laughs> and this is where, you know, it's kind of, this is why politics is so interesting, right? Because this this debate right here about should the masses vote, and we don't need an we don't need an elected official, or do we have a system where no, the people elected the people elect a representative, right, and we trust them to make the decision, or if we don't like that decision, then we replace them, right. Um, I just bring it's it's interesting, Zach, because he's the one that co-sponsored this bill. So he's pretty much saying, I don't speak for my constituents. Right. And then he's gonna run for Cheney's seat. 
Yeah. Cause I speak for the constituents. So it's like, well, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think another good thing in that email that you forwarded to me from Ashley, she points out, this is like a lazy way of, of kind of circumventing your job. Right? Yes. It's not just that I don't represent the people who elected me, but it's, I don't want to vote on this bill yep. because I don't want to face what I don't want it. I don't want it on my record. Yes. You know, so I didn't vote. Right. I can put the blame on the people. Yes. Instead of me. And that's a dangerous, and I think she's right. It's lazy and then it's dangerous. Yes. Um, where it's like, ah, well the people voted this way. You know, it's not my fault. Yep. Right. I, um, you know, it's, I can see people who maybe say, well, no taxation without representation, but like, well, but think about that. No taxation without representation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are, they are representing us. Yep. <laughs> that's the, ta- that's the, yep. that's the point we, part we want. Yes. Right. Yep. I mean, sure. It, it sounds awesome, right? Be able to vote no on every bill that comes our way, especially an income tax, right? If that's being turned out to the people, you bet your butt I'm bet I'm checking no. Yep. Right. But Again, like you said, it's dangerous. What if, I mean, shoot, you can't, the people can't be trusted, right? I mean, that's the whole reason we have the electoral yes. college. The people really can't be trusted with what they want. Yep. And so there could be a tax that comes and could really benefit us mm-hmm. in some way, shape or form. And people vote no on it because they see tax and they say, no. yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the count at the county level, we get a vote on it. And we've talked about this, Zach, when, when we had the election, like there were some taxes that we had to try and clarify, like, Hey, like the cap tax. Yeah. Right. That's one we support and we've been doing, and it goes to great things. Like, but you're right. Like if there's no one out there talking about what the cap tax is, you know, the masses, cause it's always close every year. Yeah. Yeah. The masses, they see tax and they're like, no. Yes. And it's like, well, t- guys, we've been doing this like for 10 years and it's been fine, you yep. know, it, but you're right. You, you, you are, the masses cannot be trusted. Right. Um, and yeah. So anyways, that I, we bring this up in regards to what we talked about with Liz Cheney, because it's, it, it, this is what we're talking about. This is the dude running. This is the dude that got Matt Gates here. This is the dude that's going to get Donald Trump Jr. to run with him. Yep. Is this really the guy we want? Yeah. If you're basing it off policy, again, Liz Cheney voted 95% of the time with Donald Trump. Right. And now you want this guy that. He just wants to cash in on his government paycheck. Yeah. Does, you know, is he lazy? You know, he, he, it's a dangerous, he just wants to protect himself of, oh, I didn't make, I didn't vote. Right. The people voted. Yep. Okay. I want, which we've said this when this happened, I want someone to get up there with guts and say, hey, you know, you, you know, you, and she's getting blasted, but I think the GOP is respecting her decision to do that. That took some freaking guts that, that took some, that took some moxie to stand up there and be like, look, yeah, he said that and he shouldn't have. Right. And again, we've said this, we can argue all day long. Did it incite it or not? But he said it. Yep. And that was the whole basis of that. So anyways, but um, yeah, no. And I completely forgot about that email Ashley sent us, but yeah, that's hundred percent right. Yeah. It's, it's lazy. It's dangerous. It's, it's, it's really taking the responsibility away from our representatives, yep. which is wrong. I think there's, you know, there's a, like you said, there's a reason why we have the system that we have. So, um, man, a whole lot there. Um, just to kind of recap guys, um, pay attention to, we're going to dig into this for next week. I think, that the second round of stimulus that maybe the state got, you know, figure out where this 2.4 million went or sorry, this 2.4 million came from that went to impact 307. Um, you know, uh, shout out to Walt Disney's grandson. We should try and figure out who the hell that is. Um, Um, 
Uh, it's they mention his name in here. Let me look real quick. Oh, something Lund. Oh, um, uh, where where is it here? Bradford Disney Lund. Give no ground, man. Yes, things aren't for sale. I love it. Hold on to that ranch. Hold on to that property. Um, and that's about it. Those are probably the big stories there. Yep. But uh, thank you for listening. And uh, remember, go be Wyoming. And also, this is 99. If you're listening to this on Thursday, same day on the 11th, we have episode 100 releasing. So be on the lookout for that. So thanks for listening and go be Wyoming.